Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Luke, the 14th chapter, verse 22 and 23. Luke 14:22 says, And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Revelations 22 and 17, the very last page of the, of the New Testament, says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst, come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. I want to preach to you with the help of the Holy Ghost for a few moments this morning on this title, At the Table. At the Table. Would you bow your heads? Would you put your, put your Bibles down? Bow your heads. Let's pray the Lord help us this morning. Father, we love you. God, we're thankful to be in your house today. Thank you for another opportunity to worship you. I pray that you bless this service today, God. Help us, Lord. I pray, God, you administer to every person. I pray you'd work in this house this morning, God, and let your will be done in every heart and every life. We give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name. And everyone say amen. Praise God. You can be seated. It is Palm Sunday. It's already been said. It's the day that Jesus made his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. I've seen a picture this week of two those two little colts that were standing beside each other, and one colt said to the other, he said, just last week I was carrying Jesus into the city, and today nobody even recognizes me or know who I am. The other colt looked at him and said, that's cause, buddy, without Jesus, you're nothing. I began to think about that. How many times do we come into a church service, and we are that apostolic church, but when we walk out into the street, we tend to leave Jesus at home, and nobody knows who we are. And that's, that's not what I come to preach today, but I just felt we need to understand that when we're in the house of God, we are what we need to be when we're outside the house of God. I, I, I'll get into my message here in a moment, but, uh, you know, we just had children's revival in, in, in our home church and had, uh, had a, a, just a ton of kids from the city come in, and we decided we were going to restart the bus ministry, and, uh, and we got a young man that is a, a state police detective in our church, and uh, he he's working these streets, and I I texted him the other day, and I, he said, uh, well, I went out and outreach today. I said, how'd it go? He said, I didn't get anybody to come on the bus. I did get a possession of methamphetamine charge, but I didn't get anybody to come on the, on, on the bus today. And we rolled into the subdivision that these kids, and I use the word subdivision very loosely, but we rolled in on Wednesday night to drop some of these kids off, and when we rolled the windows down to be able to talk to the parents, 
the smell of marijuana flooded that van so strong. I mean, it, it was fresh on that street. Wherever they were growing it there, they had a good supply going. And, and I asked him, I said, Dave, how do you do this? You're a state police detective. He said, when I put on my, when I put on my church coat and I get in this van, I'm not the cop. But when I'm, not, when I'm not dressed in the church van, I do what I need to do. He said, I know I got to separate some things because it's all about the kingdom of God. And I, he said, how would it? He said, I don't know that I would grow an effective bus ministry if I left these kids' house and 10 minutes later the cops come rolling up. I, I don't know that we'd have a very effective bus ministry. And so it, it certainly has nothing to do with my message. I'm just letting you know that. We're excited about Sunday school in, in Carrollton because I got a text message before church this morning that we had 37 in Sunday school classes this morning, and, and we, we've been running about 20, and we had 37 in Sunday school. And, and, uh, and some of those kids said, you know, you know, I think my mom might like to come to this church. Is it okay if she comes? Does the van pick up adults? Look, the van will pick up anybody that wants to come. I, so it, it's a good day for me. But it, it ties into my message of this is everybody wants a seat at the table. And everybody deserves a seat at the table. It was April of 1947 when Jackie Robinson broke into the major leagues and played the first major league game for an African-American person in the major league baseball. It wasn't actually the first person. He, he actually was the first one after civil rights. But there was a guy about 50 years before him that actually played in the major leagues for a little bit before it became segregated. But Jackie Robinson is known as the one who broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball. And I believe Major League Baseball season started this year. You forgive me, I don't I, I just quit following it. I got I got sick of every sick of everything uh last couple of years. And uh Clarence Thomas broke the color barrier on the United States Supreme Court becoming the first African-American man to serve on the United States Supreme Court. Sandra Day O'Connor broke the barrier when she became the first lady to serve on the United States Supreme Court. And then this week, again, forgive me, I, I just quit watching the news and quit listening to the news. Apparently, we just, we just confirmed the first African-American woman to the United States Supreme Court. I couldn't tell you her name or anything about her. I just know that she's an African-American, and she's a woman, so she made a lot of news this week. In amongst the, the national media. But the barriers have been broken down. Now, some barriers are good. We need the barriers in the church that say this is the line and this is where we're at. We need the barriers that say this is the way we live, this is the way we walk, this is the way we talk, this is who we are. Because the Bible says remove not the ancient landmarks. The Bible says to hold fast to the things which we have. And I understand all that. But I think we need to tear down some barriers in the church because us four and no more ain't going to cut it anymore in the apostolic church. This ain't a social club. This ain't a gathering place for all us righteous folk. It's a place where everybody needs to be and everybody deserves a seat at the table. And I want to make a, I want us to be a church. I want us to be an apostolic church that everybody and anybody feels welcome, from the rich to the poor, from the young to the old, to the skinny to the fat. Everybody's got a seat at the table. 
You ever gone out to eat with a group of people and then three more people walk in that you don't know who you didn't know they were coming? There's always that one guy in the group that says, Oh, we'll make room for you. And you know full well there ain't another spot you can put at that table, but we'll put four more people at the table just so that way everybody's got a seat. We quit doing that. We because when you said let's go eat in Carrollton, half the church ends up showing up. So we quit trying to make tables fit and we just took the whole now, Sunday nights, we'll be the only people in the restaurant because nobody else wants to come mess because the Pentecostals are there and they'll probably be out of Diet Coke and sweet tea. <laughs> I was told that once. But everybody's got a seat at the table. Everybody deserves to be here. Jesus didn't come to save a select group. Jesus came that all might be saved. He didn't come to pick and choose who was able to come to church. He said, whosoever will, let him come and drink from the water of life freely. Whoever wants it, come get it. Whoever needs it, come take it. But Jesus designed a church for everyone. I believe there's a, I sent a picture of Brother Bryce, and I said, I want you to put that up there in my message. And I, I didn't ask their permission to use it, but he used it at church on Wednesday night, so I, I feel okay doing it. The man on the my right is our outreach director, Brother Dave. Brother Dave's been a state detective for almost 20-some years. He, he's now a detective, and he, he he's done everything. And before B.C. Dave Roberts, before Christ, he was a bad dude. He, he, he was tough. He, shared, he has shared some stories with me, and they're good stories. If you like police stories, they're good stories. They're not Jesus stories. They're just stories. Dave Roberts, 15 years ago, met the man on the opposite side of the screen, Frankie. Brother Frankie, that night, Brother Frankie, if you see this, I, I hope it's all right. That night, Brother Frankie held up a pizza lady at gunpoint. And the barrel, the shotgun, the, the, it was pulled back. It was ready to fire. It was loaded and going. And he robs this, he robs this pizza lady for a large pizza and a little bit of cash. Dave Roberts was the arresting officer that night, and, and Frankie sat in the back seat of that car with instructions from the ringleader that if this cop starts getting squirrely, you shoot him. Frankie didn't pull the trigger that night. He went to jail, and he served a hard 10. You can find out what a hard 10 means on your own time. Frankie went to jail. Frankie gets out of jail, reunites with his wife, their son, and they get ordered to take parenting classes. And so they connect with our people at the Pentecostals of Carrollton and start parenting classes. And it turns into a Bible study. In the meantime, while Frankie's in prison, Dave Roberts starts coming to the Pentecostals of Carrollton. Dave Roberts gets baptized in Jesus' name. Dave Roberts gets filled with the Holy Ghost. Dave's wife is the Commonwealth attorney for our part of Kentucky. She gets baptized in Jesus' name. She gets filled with the Holy Ghost. She, she hired my daughter just to start working for her here in, a, in about a month. So 
their their family is very close to ours, but they get the Holy Ghost. They get in church. Dave starts leading outreach. Dave starts leading bus ministry. Frankie decides to come to church with Brother Dave Finney, who's teaching him a Bible study. One of the first services there, we were actually here with you all that weekend. Frankie gets in the altar, starts praying. Frankie says, I need to be baptized in Jesus' name. One of his first times ever in the church. Frankie gets baptized in Jesus' name. Frankie comes up out of the water speaking in tongues, and the man that meets him on the platform is Officer Dave Roberts and throws his arms around him and loves him, and you can't separate these two very much. They are, they are close, and they are working together for the kingdom of God because everybody deserves a seat at the table. It don't matter if you're locked up in sin or if you're locked up in doctrine. You need a seat at the table because everybody can be made free at the master's table. Dave shared this story on Wednesday night at our church talking about outreach. He said, I can't tell you that the man on the right is any more locked up than the man on the left. The one may have committed sin, but the other was locked up in traditionalism and false doctrine and denominationalism. And he said, I was as locked up as he was, but the Holy Ghost set both of us free, and now we both can work for the kingdom of God. He said, don't ever count anybody out because everybody's got a story and everybody's got a seat at the table. And these guys now, Frankie's wife's a Sunday school teacher. She started today. She was in Sunday school for the first time. Frankie, if you need somebody to get the Holy Ghost, Frankie Scruggs is your guy to pray that guy through. Because he's going to get it or he's going to have a concussion. One or the other. This dude's an altar worker. I've seen him get in and he just shakes under the presence of the Holy Ghost. He, get, he just shakes and quakes under the power of God's presence. And I've seen him lay hands on people in the altar, people that were struggling to pray through. Frankie will get a hold of them and just start praying a sincere prayer. And he starts shaking under the Holy Ghost. And next thing you know, they're shaking under the Holy Ghost. And they're shaking because Frankie's shaking, first of all. And then they start shaking under the Holy Ghost. And then they'll start speaking in tongues. Frankie's probably prayed more people through in the altar in the last few years than most other people have in our church because he understands that I was lost, but now I'm found. Thank God for saving me. And if you find Frankie in the altar praying with somebody, usually the guy holding up the other arm is Dave Roberts because they understand that I was locked up in everything. But God had the key to unlock the door, and God gave me a seat at the table. So I want to create a spot for everybody that can. Whosoever will, let him come. The pothead needs Jesus. The crackhead needs Jesus. But the car dealer owner needs Jesus. And the doctor needs Jesus. And the lawyer needs Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. Not all of us were raised. In, uh, not everybody was raised in this thing. I was blessed. I was blessed with a mom and dad that raised me in this message. But if it weren't for outreach... And if it weren't for young people that love God, Christ might not be here today. I remember when you came into church. I remember when you hung out in my house more than you hung out at your house. I remember all the times we played softball and we did this and we did that. But I remember much more than all those memories. 
much more than anything else. It thrills my soul to see you up here leading worship and preaching on Sundays. And when I'm here hearing your message, my mom called me last Sunday and said, I listened to your service, son, but you got to get online. You got to hear what Bryce preached this morning. So I did Friday night. I got on Facebook and I listened to it. And nothing thrills my soul more than knowing that your seat at the table was found by a church that loved Jesus. And there's more stories, and there's more people, and there's more life. But I've come to tell you that this building does not hold everything that God wants to do in this city. This building doesn't hold everything that God wants to do in this area. God wants to have revival, but he's asking, is there a church that has any seat at a table? The Bible says that this, man, this ruler, this master, this Lord, creates a dinner, and he goes, come on, it's supper time. He rings the bell, it's supper time. The first guy says, well, I just bought some land. I got to go see what it's all about. That tells you real estate back in the Bible days. But now they're buying land without even looking at it. You have a virtual tour of a house, and you buy it before you even see it. You wondered, did it show me all the rooms when I did the tour? What am I buying? This guy said, I just bought a piece of land. I gotta go check it out. The other guy said, Well, I just bought some oxen. I need to go make sure they got four legs. I need to go make sure they know how to I can get a bridle on them. I need to make sure I can get the yoke on them. I gotta go make sure they're actually oxen. They're not a bunch of camels. I gotta, I gotta check it out. And the third guy. Looks at it and says, yeah, I just got married. My wife might not like it if I miss her dinner. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a rain check. But I got I got a wife to feed. I'm busy. I have plans. All three of them. I got plans. Life has taken a turn. Life is different now. I can't come to your dinner. And he says, all right, tell those three guys, their seats are taken, they're not welcome. He says, go bring in the halt, go bring in the maimed, go bring in the ones that can't walk, go bring in the deaf, go bring in the dumb, go bring in the blind, go down to Bethesda and find those people around the pool and bring them to my house, I'll, I'll feed them and go get, it, go get all those folks. The servant comes back and says, Lord, I've done everything you've asked me to do, but yet there's still room. We've got all the needs at the table, but there's still room. And the master says, all right, go out into the highways and the hedges. Just bribe them to come in. Pay them to come to dinner. Compel them to come to dinner. Compel is to forcefully encourage them to come to dinner. Put them in a, put them in a headlock and bring them if you have to. Just get him to the house of God. And so they did. He said that my house may be full. He didn't say my house may be comfortable. He didn't say that my house may be cool. He didn't say that my house may be attractive. He didn't say that my house would have gadgets. He didn't say that my house would be good for a gathering. 
He wouldn't say that my house may be the hippest place in town. He didn't say that my house might be the place that everybody just enjoys going to. He said, do it that my house may be full. There's a lot of places in town that they're more attractive. Their lighting systems are cooler. Their music, you guys got great music. Maybe their music's different. Maybe their music's contemporary. Maybe they got a guy that's smooth talking. Flashing 90,000 miles a mile. He can tell you that it's great. Maybe he can tell you exactly what you want to hear. You know those churches, statistics will tell you that once every four years, those churches completely flip congregations. So people that sit in those congregations today won't sit there five year, in year five. There will be a new congregation that comes in. Smooth talking is not going to keep you at the table. Pretty lights aren't going to keep you at the table. Attractive fog machines aren't going to keep you at the table. What's going to keep you at the table is getting your mind off the snake and having your conversation be godly. What's going to keep you at the table is hearing the word of the Lord and knowing what thus saith the word of the Lord. What's going to keep you at the table is a pastor that will shake your hand and hug you and love you and tell you I'm so glad you're here today. What will keep you at the table is is an usher that meets you at the door and says, you know what, you are the best part of my day. I'm glad you're here. Can I help you find a seat? What's going to keep you at the table is a Sunday school teacher that loves your kids and a a Sunday school teacher that reaches out to your kids. What's going to keep you at the table is a pastor's wife that hugs your wife and hugs your family and says, you are so welcome here. We want you here. What keeps you at the table is exactly what you have in this room. People that love God and want you to be here. What's going to keep you at the table is a mind of God and a mindset that I want to be what God wants me to be, no matter what the cost, no matter what it happens. I want to be what God wants me to be. I don't care what the snake says, Brother Rice. I want to hear God's word. We get so wrapped up in everything going around. Brother Rice talked about distractions this morning. We get so caught up in the distractions of this world that we we don't hear the dinner bell. Saying it's time to eat. It's time to eat. Mom didn't ask us if we were hungry yesterday. She said, the food's on the table. You ever had somebody, you say, hey, the food's on the table? And they said, nah, I'm not hungry. And then they walk by the table and see what's on the table, and all of a sudden, you know what, I could eat. Yeah, I could eat. I'm not real hungry, but I could eat. And the problem is, we get so full of things in the world that we're not hungry when we come to the house of God. We get so full on the news of this world and the things of this world. There are people that can quote you the entire stats of a baseball team, but they can't quote you one one word of Scripture. I want to stay at the table. I need to be at the table. 
Would you stand with me this morning? You know, Mephibosheth, I've preached about him before. Old Phoebe, his nurse died. He was lame. Not a dad joke lame, a real lame. When they set him at that table, you couldn't tell he was lame. It was a tablecloth covering everything. When that prodigal came back home, you couldn't tell he'd ever been gone. Because they cleaned him up and set him at the table. And that tablecloth hid the fact his shoes were even gone. Because when you get to the table, you pull yourself up to the table. Everything unknown. When you come to this table, the altar, every sin, when you repent, when you're baptized in Jesus' name, every sin is gone, hidden under the blood, under the tablecloth. And then you pull yourself up to the table, and you start dining. And next thing you know, you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in tongues. Everything from your past is hid under, it's not hid under the table no more. It's swept out the door. Songwriter, C.B. Wittemeyer. I don't know him. Didn't know him until just now when I read his name. He wrote a song years and years ago, 1914. It's like, and it says, Jesus has a table spread. Thank you. He invites his chosen people, come and dine. With his manna he doth feed and supplies our every need. Oh, tis sweet to sup with Jesus all the time. The disciples came to land, thus obeying Christ's command. For the master called to them, now come and dine. There found their heart's desire, bread and fish upon the fire. Thus he satisfies the hungry. Every time. Soon the Lamb will take his bride to be ever by his side. All the host of heaven will assembled be. Oh, twill be a glorious sight. All the saints and spotless white, all, all with Jesus, they will feast eternally. Come and dine, the master calleth. Come and dine. You can feast at Jesus' table all the time. He who fed the multitude turned the water into wine. To the hungry calleth now. Come and dine. And we sit in 2022. Our tables are full. The tables spread. But yet we find ourselves with fewer people at the table than we've ever seen before. It's going to take an apostolic church that goes out, reaches out, and starts bringing these people in. And I can hear 
I can hear it turning right now. We, we don't have room. We, our sanctuary seat's about 2.30. We have about 165 on Sunday mornings up here. Our Sunday school rooms, our Sunday school rooms, I can comfortably put 20 kids in two of them and 10 in another one. And today I had 18 in two of them. It's, it's not comfortable. But we finally said, do we wait? Until we have the facilities to hold everybody, or do we try God and see? So we started running the bus, fired up the old bus engine, two church vans. One's a, one church van, I think it's a 97 old church van. It's, it might be 2006. We can almost get in. That thing, we don't have a captain. Somebody came in our parking lot and set it out. I don't know if it was us or not. When those kids get on that van, they're happy to be there. When those folks from the Carrollton Manor, a little nursing home that nobody ever wants to go to, when they get on the van, they're not begging for money no more. They're just happy to be we didn't run the van one Sunday night. Two of the folks from the manor signed themselves out. Walked six blocks down the road. Came to church. Because they found a church in Kent. Wednesday night we had a special speaker. We weren't gonna have we weren't gonna have children's power hour. Not seven or nine of our bus seven or nine of our bus ministry people. Kids that ride our they're not bus people, kids that ride the van. They're as much part of our church as my kids. Come walking in the back door. Said, you know, we aren't having class tonight, but mom said we'd come to church. Mom walked them down the street, walked them into the church. Said, can you bring them home? We got them here. We got them. And they came to church. Why? The church just loves them. They found a Dave Roberts that cared for found a church that we didn't have nothing to feed them that night so we went and got cans of ravioli and heated up ravioli one girl said I'd rather have spaghetti I told we got ravioli because they found a church that loves them and so in 2022 Sparta doesn't need another church that can put on a good program Southern Illinois doesn't need a new doesn't need a new church that can put on a good program, a good show, and they need a pastor, Brother Rice, that'll say, "Focus your mind on God. This is the way. Walk in it." We don't have enough money to, to compete and take care of the Their payroll. We don't have enough money to compete with the, the nominal world. Their traditions have lasted generations. But what we do have enough to compete with is we got the presence of God. And if you get them to the table, they'll feast. They'll eat. You know what they'll do? They'll go draw others to come over. Hey, don't you tell you about a man. Lady at the well, God touched her. 
she ran back to the seat. Let me tell you about a man who told me all my problems. Let me tell you about a man. Let me tell you about a church. Heaven. My last story, and I'll, I'll stop. Heaven's a little thirteen, little twelve-year-old girl comes on our bus. Funny little girl. Nobody's loved her. She's not had the best life. But she came to Kidron. And all week long, every time she saw you, she said, hey, you dropped your pocket. That was, fun. That was her joke. But we laughed every time she saw us. Heaven told me the day, Wednesday night, she said, I'm going to bring 12 people with me on Sunday morning. I want my friends to come to this church. It didn't happen. Only three came. But heaven brought three more. And they'll keep bringing them. And they'll keep. So we went back out to the sub. Dave went back out to the subdivision on Thursday after church on Wednesday night. And one of the two little girls that came with heaven on Wednesday night. Mom, never been to our church. Don't even know if she was in her right mind at the moment. Circumstances. But she tells Dave, says, you know, I got a friend that's got two kids out in Worth Worthville. They might have a church. I'll call. They said, just give me their names. I'll go see. Dave drives out to their, their house. Yeah, we'd like to come. We'd like our kids to come. Well, mom said, I want my kids to come, but we got to be somewhere on Sunday afternoon if you, and they only come for you. You just let them come, and we'll, we'll come get them whenever you're ready. It's not rocket science. It's the love of God. We don't have to impress people. We just got to love God. But bring them. We don't have the space. Bring them. We don't have the people. Bring them. Maybe more people will have to teach Sunday school. Bring them. Maybe more people will have to get involved in door greeting. Bring them. Maybe we have to set some chairs out. Bring them. Maybe you're going to have to run in place because you can't run up front. Bring them. Try God. He's never failed yet. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.